Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week 12 preview. I'm Liam, your host. Uh, and again, we're joined by uh, a friend of the pod, Josh, because Patrick's away. So Josh, pressure's on you, mate, for the picks this week. How are you feeling? I'm good, mate. I'm here for the perfect week. I'm here for the surprise <laughs> box. Patrick, I'm coming for it, mate. I'll get you back into this, no problem. I will uh, never hear the end of it if you do uh, if you do finish with a perfect week. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, cool. Let's get straight into it. Thanksgiving football. Normally Thursday night football, but this week Thanksgiving football. First game, Bears at the Lions. The spread is Bears minus three and a half. Uh, we have heard that the quarterback is going to be Jared Goff, which does improve things slightly for the Lions. We've also heard that if Nagy loses, he's probably going to lose his job. So it's quite an important game for Thursday, uh, for a game that really means nothing. Uh, so what is your pick for the spread and, uh, and why? I'm going to go weave the bears on this one. Um, the Lions really gave a lot on Sunday and they gave a lot the week before. The Lions are all, you know, both teams are going to be on a short week, obviously. And I think that that will benefit the better prepared team more. I don't think that'll be the Lions for a number of reasons. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears on this one. I reckon they'll win by a score. Nice. Starters mean to go on with a difference of opinion. So I've gone with the Lions plus Ooh. two and a half. Because I'm going to go there with you the go, be- Patrick. I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to go with the better QB. I'm going to go with Jared Goff versus Andy Dalton. And uh, I'm going to be. QB. I'm going to go with the Goff. I'm going to be a Goff believer as I was Ooh. back in the uh, the Rams days. But yeah, I think it's a close game, so I'm pretty happy to take the field goal points. Uh, I can imagine the Bears having some last second drive and, and and scoring like a doinking field goal just to break the Lions' hearts. But uh, I would still to win, win by the- four. That's <laughs> by four, yeah. That, that, that's the dream for you. But yeah, that's the plan. Lions are gonna uh, gonna lose by three, and uh, I'm gonna win this one. But I think it's a pretty even game. Uh, I just think the Bears, have, uh, without Adam Robinson, are gonna struggle to score. So we'll see. But that is the uh, the early game that I think most of us are gonna either just be getting home from work to enjoy. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, next game then for me, one of the uh, uh, a game that I was excited for about three weeks ago, but uh, it's not as good now. We've got Raiders at Cowboys. Cowboys are favoured at home by seven points. Probably no Lamb, probably no Amari Cooper. Um, and I imagine uh, they're still going to be playing, what, Steel at left tackle, you'd imagine. Uh, I was quite surprised that this this line was seven. I thought it might be six, six and a half. What were your thoughts when you saw seven? Did that, that surprise you with all the Cowboys injuries? Yeah, it surprised me and it irked me a little bit because part of me really wants to hit the Cowboys over, but seven's a lot against... Uh, against a Raiders team that can be very up and down and they might see this as uh, as the game to get themselves back up and back into this playoff race. Um, there, there's a lot of injuries on the Cowboys side. It's difficult to ignore. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pick this one first as it might affect me. Yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys minus seven. Uh, it is a tough line, I have to say, but I'm going to hope that Dak doesn't have another bad week. And if Dak's on form... I still think with, with Gallup and Wilson and the two running backs, he'll have enough weapons uh, with the tight ends as well, actually. So I'll go Cowboys minus seven against the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to trust Zeke here. And uh, I said on the previous pod that the Raiders seem to have just lost all the will to live when it comes to run defense. <laughs> so if the Cowboys can, you know, put put the trust in Zeke and Pollard, then, you know, they should be able to get that. But I would have preferred, well, obviously I would have preferred a smaller spread to bet against, but I would have expected this. And in fact, I do expect it to go down on the markets to somewhere about six. 
Yeah, I think if it was six, six and a half, a lot of people would hit that when they get a lot yeah. of betters going Cowboys just to get under that touchdown. But unfortunately, Vegas uh, knows what they're doing and they've, they've marked it at a seven. So we'll see. Uh, last game of the night then, the late slate. Uh, best game of the day, I think. Two teams that actually really, really need to win now. Bills have struggled the last few weeks in the division. Uh, the Saints have gone from a, a for sure six seed, really, to a team that's going to struggle now to make the playoffs if they carry on. The spread here is Bills minus four in New Orleans. Um, I was surprised it wasn't two and a half, three, actually, of how bad the Bills were Really? Last week. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, a lot of people bet on the Saints. They get a lot of home field advantage just because they're one of the only stadiums that actually has an advantage <laughs> in terms of noise. So I was slightly surprised. Um, but then, am I, I ever going to take Simeon with, at all? It's difficult. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the QBs alone and you see the mismatch, but also, you know, the Bills have shown that if you don't have a a cohesive game plan against them that you are likely to fall very, very short to their defense. Um, you know, they, they have the power to either completely dominate you or just be subsumed by you. I think this is going to be the former. I think the Bills are going to have a, you know, a right go at it. They, they, they're going to want to put last week behind them. You could have doubled this and undertaken it. Um, the Bills over, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going Bills minus four as well. I know if Patrick was here, he would definitely go Saints. So you're already doing better than him because uh, <laughs> it hasn't been working this season. He would have gone Saints because he's not a Bills believer. But I just think the, the Saints aren't going to score enough points. Kamara still probably not likely to play. And I think That's a def- factor. Yeah, if he played, I, I, I would be tempted. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Bills. I think Diggs and Allen can can score enough points. Uh, let's move to Sunday then. Early slate first. We've got a uh, incredible game, three games to kick us off. Uh, Jeez, yeah, I'm just looking yeah. at these now, thinking, <laughs> my goodness, I'm so. Yeah. Actually, no, these are the sort of games I'll probably end up watching. Oh no, red zone. Why? I uh, know uh, red zone's not gonna not gonna look nice. This is actually the smallest amount of uh, spreads under seven for the entire season. First game, Jets at Texans. Again, like we said last podcast, this is another game where Cully can add to his stellar winning total. Texans are actually favoured in a game by three points at home, the full three, uh, which shocks me because I think Zach Wilson may be back. There's, I was about confirmed. to say, does Flacco start? If Flacco starts, I'm not going to pick the Jets, but I'm going to hope that Wilson starts, I think. But uh, there's a running theme on the pod that I get the Texans right quite often. Uh, and I seem to get the Lions wrong every week. So um, <laughs> this has been a what difficult one for me. Constantly betting on the Lions, though. <laughs> well, or against them, and then they cover like the Ravens. Yeah, again, that's but... a good point. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the rate the Texans. Um, I'm going to take the Texans over just because I think that the Jets are that much worse currently. Uh, I think even if Zach Wilson's back, I think it might be a a game too soon for him to be better than any of the other options. You know that, uh, you know it was, it, it was quite an injury that he took. So you know you could easily expect him to take a week's worth of action to actually get back into the swing of things. And Texans are on a roll at the moment. You know it's the defense that carried them in the last game. Um, free, free might be a lot. Free might be a lot, but I'm I'm gonna take like a like a fourteen ten win, something <laughs> like that. You know something predictably dull it wouldn't shock you if the texans scored 10 points if the texans scored 28 though would it in a game like this against the jets that's the problem yeah and it wouldn't surprise me if the jets scored zero <laughs> or 28 in response 
Yeah. Um, I said last week, and it's true, Tyrod Taylor does cover games, but I'm actually going to go with uh, my uh, QB1 from the draft. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson, uh, just Whoa. because... You're going have... against your own theory? Basically, I hope he plays. Um, I hope he plays. And you're he... hoping he plays as well? That's yeah. usually not your way of going about things. You're going against yourself twice here. That's uh, that. That's a death knell right there. And, uh, I'm just worried. If Flacco plays, the rule is on the pod, we do not change the pick. So if Flacco plays, I have to stay with the Jets. And I'll be hating myself all day on Sunday for it. But I'll go Jets plus three and hope that Wilson plays and scores some TDs on the Texans defense. That's the, don't, uh... don't worry, mate. I'll make sure you get plenty of stick if it does happen. <laughs> uh, next game then, just as bad. Uh, Falcons at Jags. Falcons are favored on the road by one. Uh, which I think is a fair line, to be honest. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't three. I was a bit worried that we'd get the usual Falcons yeah. over-favoured on the road, but I think one's fair. So I'll start us off and just say, I'm going the Falcons. I, I don't take Urban Meyer any week if I can help it, and I'm not going to take him uh, against a QB that normally at least knows what he's doing. So I'm going to go Falcons minus one. They probably win by a field goal. What happens if the Falcons win by one? Is the selection just voided and it therefore counts as perfect? Uh, yeah, then we give both of us points because we try and be that's, nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all, that's all right, because I could easily see this being literally <laughs> like 3-2. Um, <laughs> no, um, the Falcons have had a couple of bad weeks, of which has probably reduced this to one. The Jags are the Jags currently, and you know, realistically, outside of the little flurry that they had, have continued to look terrible. I'm going to say Falcons probably about by about five or six, really. So, you know, one's one's nice to have. Definitely take the Falcons on that. Yeah, pre-season, this line was Falcons minus 5.5. So that tells you what the uh, the bookies think about how bad the Falcons have been. And it's gone yeah, all the way down to that's one. recency bias right there, isn't it? The Falcons have looked awful i mean god awful yeah. the last couple of weeks but what a game to bounce back with hopefully cordell patterson's back and he can score me another 20 fantasy points we shall yeah see. you're telling me i've been missing him a lot on the old fantasy i'll tell you that much i thought he was going to play last week and then it was against you actually i think it was in uh, one of the yeah, leagues I've got, yeah i've got patterson in and i realized he was inactive on the day I'm like oh for god's sake and i still beat you by about 30 points so it was all right yeah, at least said about that, the uh, the better. So we'll move on to it. A very a very exciting game. Panthers at Dolphins. Another very short spread here. Panthers favoured on the road by one and a half, um, which I was surprised when I saw Panthers favoured on the road to the Dolphins. What about you? Uh, kind of. I mean, the Dolphins made a bit of a meal of the Jets last week, I found. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't surprise, and also the Dolphins have just made a meal out of pretty much every game that they've had this season. Um, the Panthers' defense probably ends up being too much for this Dolphins' offense, and that's pretty much all I'm going to base this off of. Is that I don't think that Tua is going to have a lot of fun against his Panthers' defense, so I'm going to take the Panthers in a low-scoring game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Cam Newton and CMC can, can do enough on the ground to, to score some yeah. points. I'm not a true Tua believer, and more importantly, it's the offensive line. It's just still terrible, and he just gets hit con- constantly. So Every if game you put pressure on Tua, if you put pressure on Tua and force him to throw, that secondary is going to have an absolute field day. 
Yeah, it is. And Brian Burns, if he's healthy and, and going to play, he's going to be able to get some sacks because that offensive line is not going to be able to stop Brian Burns. So, yeah, mm. I'm with you. Panthers one and a half. I arguably say it's one of my locks because I just feel so confident in their defence. But um, you never know with Cam Newton. He can have a, a good day or he can have a three-pick day like he did in New England. So, well, yeah. We shall see. Next game then. Let's talk about a good game. Spend a bit more time on this one. We've got the Titans at the Patriots. The Patriots are favoured by five and a half against the Titans, which is very much due to injuries. Uh, like I said, AJ Brown's probably not going to play. Julio Jones, obviously definitely not going to play. Derek Henry not going to play. Um, so they are struggling from an offensive point of view. Uh, it's still a lot of points against a team that have uh, only lost a couple of games this season, but uh, the Pats are rolling at the moment. So did you agree with the line, first of all? I actually quite like the line. Um, yeah. when, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, there, there's a bit of recency bias right there. But <laughs> actually, as I look at it and I think about the reasons why I've liked the Patriots recently and why I actually like them in this game, just to give you a bit of a preview as to where I'm going with this. Um, your This has a lot of comparisons for me of the Browns trip to Foxborough. You know, you've yeah. got, a lot of injuries on offense of which makes you incredibly one-dimensional and in fact it's almost worse for the titans in that he has um Tannehill's practically got no one to throw it to let alone no one to run the ball <laughs> so you know bill belichick's going to be able to mark the one guy that can do something out the game and then you know mac jones has been the I really wanted Bill Belichick to have to wait a long time for a prodigy quarterback to fall into his lap. I wanted us to have five years down down the line before uh, he got one back. But Matt Jones already looks like a fantastic quarterback. This offense is rolling. They they do look good. They had a bit of a down week last week, but you still get the job done by 25 points. The Pats defense is still great. And... I mean, this could just be recency bias going against me here, but I've got the Pats by about 10 here. Yeah. I, I, I think that Bill Belichick's going to outcoach this game massively. It's a lot of injuries, isn't it, as well? Like, it is. It really Pats is. Good, and but... it means a lot against a team like the Patriots. You know, yeah. if you're going in weak to play Bill Belichick, you're going to know about it. Especially from an offensive versus his defensive point of view. That's almost yeah. asking for trouble there. Um, so this is going to be our third difference of the week. We haven't got, had many so far. I'm going to go to Titans plus five and a half. Part of this is emotional hedging. I want the Chiefs to have the one seed. That is my <laughs> dream as I sit here right now. So I'm going to say the Titans are going to cover. And they so still you're winning this into existence, are you? Uh, well, I'm going almost the opposite. So if I if Titans win, then I win this, and uh, hopefully Patrick gets one step further to doing a forfeit. Uh, and if I lose this selection, it means the Pats have won, which means it's better for the Chiefs. So um, I mean, I my... am going I am going to be doing that a little later on anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand the emotional hedging. <laughs> so that's the plan. But yeah, I do agree with you. I think the Pats win. Uh, I'm just going to hope it's by a field goal and not by a touchdown. So we shall see on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, next game, NFC East. Used to be the NFC least, and now the uh, Giants are the only team that can have that title. So it's the Eagles at the Giants. Eagles are favoured on the road by three and a half, which is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot of this game. but uh, I It's a lot for it. an NFC East game. Um, yeah. But by the same token, I look at the Giants and I just think that they're a bit of a dumpster fire. Yeah. And I look at the Eagles and I think that they're a potential playoff contender. 
and I look at it and put, this has the capability of being a trap game for the Eagles, don't get me wrong. But I don't see it in this game. I do have the Eagles covering. Yeah, I agree. I think this is definitely, definitely got the markets of a trap game. But yeah, they've just fired Jason Garrett, haven't they, as well? Um, yeah, that's right. They've be... got Freddie Kitchens calling yeah. the players next week. So, in fact, actually, I am putting everything on the Eagles here. <laughs> they're, was... they're probably my luck of the week now because of that fact. I was going to say, what an upgrade. I want to go to uh, <laughs> Freddie Soup Kitchens. But, um, yeah, I'm going Eagles as well. I just think the defense is still pretty good. Uh, offensive line's elite. I love Jason Kelsey uh, and Brandon Brooks. So I do think the offense is going to be good. Uh, I don't know if they'll win by – I don't think it'll be a blowout. I don't think a lot of NFC games can be blowouts. They do play each other so often. The fan bases hate each other so much. They're so linked in terms of location that I think it's going to be a tough game. But – I'll go the Eagles to win by maybe a touchdown. Um, and I think I've, got, pack- I've gotten by about four. I, I, I do have it as being like a 21-17 kind of game, but yeah. like a comfortable 21-17, one where the Giants get a touchdown back in like the dying embers and the Eagles just kneeling it out. Yeah, and I think Patrick's away as well, so we both have to put the Eagles out of sheer respect to him. I think that's yes, the, uh, indeed. Thinking of you, bud. That's the way to do it. But yeah, it should be fun. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the Sky game or not. I don't think it's announced yet, but uh, there's a lot of fans in the UK that support those two teams, so uh, we shall see. Uh, two games left for the early slate then, both good games. Uh, we've got the Buccaneers at the Colts. Your Colts, I should say. You're a <laughs> sneaky, sneaky Colts fan. Um, Bucks are favoured on the road by two and a half, which I do think is a good line. Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying the Colts should be favoured, but I think that's a pretty a pretty fair line. Um, yeah. I'll go first because uh, Patrick is behind at the moment. Uh, this one, I did think about it for a little bit, but a lot of that is recency bias. Jonathan Taylor, hell of a player. Obviously, last week we spoke about it in the pod before that he's incredible. Had the five TD day. So the Colts do look good. But overall, uh, I'm not going to pick Carson Wentz versus Tom Brady. So I'm going to go the Bucks uh, minus two and a half. Hope they win by a field goal to a touchdown. And uh, see what you pick. Um, not so much for those reasons, but definitely going to hit the books over on this one. Um, just because they seem to get back to themselves a little bit Monday night against the Giants. I know it was only the Giants <laughs> to put in quotation marks. Apologies for any Giants fans that listen to this. Um, but, you know, the books were rolling again. It's definitely the sort of game that sort of put them back into you know, back into the swing of things. And also the Colts train has to stop at some point. I'm a big believer in the law of large numbers. And, uh, you know, this is the sort of game of which would definitely just disrupt the Colts' run for them to pick it back up. I don't think that you can do the, um, I don't think you can do the bills and then the bucks in concurrent weeks. Uh, so yeah, I've got the bucks by probably about seven or eight here. Nice. Uh, out of interest, how high are you uh, on the Bucks for this week's power rankings at the moment? I assume, even though I'd have them above the Cardinals, I assume you wouldn't. But how high are they on your list? Uh, so I haven't actually done them yet. I was supposed to do them at lunch and then I ended up being called into meetings. But I think in my sketch I had the Bucks at, I think it's four. Nice. Uh, and the Colts is Colts in the top ten somewhere? I think the Colts have jumped up to eight. I think that they're now in the top eight. Um, this will be obviously confirmed before this actually goes out, but I do think they're eighth now. I think I've um, I think I've slightly disrupted the Ravens in order to put the Colts up. 
of which will cause much hilarity to <laughs> many a person, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. I think that also just highlights the line. You've got the fourth team in your rankings versus the eight, so two and a half, I think, is a is a pretty fair spread. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think there'll be a lot it of ground. Massively is. Game. Massively is, and this actually is going to um, going to split my uh, split my heart and my head a little bit. The missus is a Buccaneers fan, so um, and you're a Colts fan, so <laughs> and and I am apparently a Colts fan, so uh, you know it's uh, it's definitely going to be fun at the old Henwood household. No talking if uh, the Colts win by uh, three <laughs> touchdowns again. So there we go. Uh, last game of the early slate, then two teams you're definitely not fans of. Uh, the Steelers at the Bengals, uh, a nice little AFC North match here. The Bengals favoured at home by four points. Uh, Big Ben obviously out of uh, COVID protocols now, so he'll start. Uh, I know that Watt is still questionable whether he's going to play or not. Fitzpatrick as well. Uh, he could be back, they're hoping, so that could improve the team a little bit. But um, I was surprised this wasn't just a three. I thought this was going to be a, a standard field goal favourite. I didn't think that Bengals would get the respect of the extra point, but... I do wonder, is that respect for the Bengals or is that disrespect for the Steelers' offence? I think it's a bit of both. And then you got the home field advantage just to creep it an extra half point. Um, I think that the Bengals probably earned a lot of respect for beating the Raiders in the fashion that they did. And also that being away on the road. So you've got that. And also the fact that the Steelers just run hot and cold and usually don't. You know, they, they. if you look at the Chargers game last week, the Steelers weren't really in that until the end, and then they started to rally off the back of Chargers' mistakes, and you have to factor that into things like this. Um, I, I have, I'm i going to let you pick the game first. This one's close to call, so I'm going to play my Patrick is behind card here and uh, <laughs> let, let you pick this one first. This is tough because I'm a known hater of Ben Roethlisberger and a known Same. lover of uh, Joey Burrow. So yes. I really want to say Bengals, but that extra point is tough. Um, what are the Steelers now? Six and six, is that right? Uh, oh, they've got a tie, no. haven't they? <laughs> yeah, I think they're six, five and one, aren't they? Yes, or is not it quite five, five and one? Five, four and one, yes. They're not quite five, out. One. I was a bit concerned they have to win this and have to win this. Uh, okay, I picked Bengals to scrape into the playoffs as the seventh seed. So I'm going to go with my Bengals, my Joey Burrow, and go <laughs> Bengals to cover. My God, the uh, the big play Burrow to uh, to get you over the line. Um, you might have to pick the Steelers here, which is tough for any Browns fan to do. <laughs> I'm I'm actually not. I'm going to pick the Bengals myself. I think that the Bengals win this by exactly four. Um, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to say the Bengals to cover that, um, just because I don't trust the Steelers to actually have a coherent performance. I can trust the Bengals to have a coherent performance, but I can't trust that out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as an AFC North fan, just quickly, Ravens versus Bengals. As a Browns fan, who are you more worried about in the future for kind of? trying to because you're seen as the team that's set to dominate with your roster in the future which of the two teams scare the most for the long term is it the Bengals because they got a, a better potential QB or are you a bit of more of a Lamar believer no well I can't be said to be a believer in either of them whether that's bias or not um <laughs> I, I think it's just because both of the styles of play are very different to what I've seen from quarterbacks in general you know with with Burrow you get the odd flash 
towards like Jamar Chase, for example, you get the the long driving play, but most of the plays he does are like within five yards, um, of which you know it works. But for how long can that work? Um, with 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 the Ravens, it's not so much the Lamar factor anymore. I think that you know people have started to work out how to beat a Lamar Jackson style offense in terms of you know making run laterally rather than forwards, but it's the fact that the Ravens find ways to win no matter what. Their coaching is impeccable. Um, You know, they are probably one of the best run franchises in the world. They are, you know, if if this was done on backroom staffs alone, the Ravens would be top almost every time, I think just because they are always in the mix. Their coaching is fantastic. They they scheme really well. And even if they've not got the talent to do it, because you've got to remember, half of their defense is on IR. Yeah. You know, half of their defense is out for the year, and they're still doing this. So, yeah, it's definitely still the Ravens for me. I think that the Bengals have got at least another three years before they have the kind of roster to really challenge. I think there's still quite a lot of holes um but you know they're, they're definitely up there i'd probably say that the bengals and the browns there's not t- actually between all three there's not too much difference at the moment and obviously we'll come on to that but yeah. you know it, it is pretty close but i'd definitely still be more worried about the ravens interesting yeah we talk a lot about the obviously afc west nfc east here uh, and NFC North as well, because of my weird love for the Vikings. And uh, Patrick's got an obsession with the AFC East as well. So it's nice to get a uh, AFC North perspective. But as a Chiefs fan, I probably would agree in terms of who I'd be worried to challenge for the AFC title. I still think it's the Ravens. But as a Joe Burrow believer, I think they got an actual head coach in, who I don't think is a, a joke, like Zach Taylor. Uh, that might change, but we'll see. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a tough division. with uh, You've got three amazing coaches uh, and you're the Bengals. So I think that is... That is a tough one. Uh, let's move on then to the to the late slate. Uh, three games, unfortunately. The NFL has done it again. They've decided to uh, absolutely flood the early slate and only leave three games for the late slate. Uh, first game is an AFC West matchup. We have the Chargers at Broncos. Chargers are favoured by one and a half. Uh, and I think they should be favoured by more. So I think that probably leads you to where I'm going to go. I was surprised at this line, to be honest. Yeah, I I cannot believe that the line's this low. This is a lot of recency bias. The Chargers have had issues in terms of getting their offense up and going, they've probably had issues. Well, they have had issues with their run defense and all the rest of it, but I don't see as to how the Broncos are going to be the team to tear that apart. You know, are we sure that decimal point should be in there? You know, are, are we sure that's 1.5 and not 15? Because that would be <laughs> a much more difficult decision. I'm, I'm hitting the over. In fact, that's my lock of the week. Charges yeah. minus 1.5. That, that, that's definitely lockable material, that. Yeah, I'm going to be putting them into Maccas because I agree. Charges minus 1.5 is is an easy one for me. Uh, I prefer the Broncos to win for biasing bias reasons, but uh, I do think the Chargers are going to be too good. The Broncos will get some rush yards. I do think at least the first two quarters might be a bit closer, but uh, as the game kind of kind of goes on, there's no way Teddy's going to keep up the uh, the passing attack of the Chargers. So, yeah, I've got a touchdown win, I think, for the Chargers um, in my picks. Uh, next game then, very, very good game. Uh, Rams at the Packers. Packers are favoured at home by one point, which would say in a neutral field that uh, the Rams would be favoured by two if this was a... Uh, uh, 
in London or in Mexico or something like that. But yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think it might be two, two and a half, to be honest. The Rams haven't looked very good on offense the last couple of times out with uh, Matt Stafford. The backers still looked really good on offense, but obviously uh, couldn't stop the uh, phenom that is Kirk Cousins. So what are your <laughs> thoughts on this game? Um, yeah, so I think that this one's probably the uh, the most difficult one to actually pick because it is essentially a money liner on Rams Packers. Which one do yeah. you favor? Just winning outright. Um, I have to admit, I've not been overly enamored with the Packers the last few weeks. I think that loss was coming, and I can easily imagine the Rams bringing the pain. So I'm actually going to go. I think it's probably one of the first that I've actually uh, gone against the spread here. Um, I'm going to say the Rams to go against the spread and uh, take that point and run with it. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers at home, um, go with Aaron Rodgers, go with the better quarterback, I think. But I agree with you. This is There's two games that I found quite hard to call, um, and this was definitely one of them. I think it was a tough game. I think the Rams would be better on offense than they were. Obviously, another week for uh, your favorite player, Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> to get used to the system. Uh, I would hope that Stafford himself wasn't as bad as he was in that game against the 49ers. Uh, the defense... You'd hope to be better. Aaron Jones probably is still out as well, so that affects the Packers' rush attack. But I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to get it done. Um, he arguably should have got it done against the Vikings if it wasn't for that interception that was called back. So uh, I'm going to go Packers for this one. But I agree with you, it's a, a tough spread, isn't it? I think this will be the Sky game, isn't it, you think? Um, yeah, oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, that's would be uh, stupid maybe. if not. Could be the next one. Um, the last game to talk about, uh, as Patrick would say, my Minnesota Vikings at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are favoured by three. Uh, you can probably know where I'm going with this. I've actually picked the Vikings every week, except for last week, and they won. So uh, <laughs> that is how frustrating this week, this season has been from a Vikings perspective. But uh, Jimmy G, still not a believer, me personally. I don't actually know your thoughts on this offence and, and the Jimmy G-Trey Lance debate. So uh, would you be more confident if Trey Lance was starting or, or less confident in the 49ers? Um, about the same. Yeah. If, we're doing, if we're doing the old eye test debate, it's uh, it's more the 49ers in general. I don't really believe in them at the moment. I believed in them for a long time. And this season has just eroded all of that belief. Meanwhile, I think that the Vikings... Well, I, back when they were at the... I can't think of what their record is now, the Vikings. This is terrible. I should have been way more prepared. And they're 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They're 5-5, five and five, yeah. So last yeah. week I said on the 14 yards pod that they were the best 4-5 and five team uh, <laughs> in the NFL. And then back when they were a three-win team, I said they were the best three-win team, etc., etc. And, yeah, I think that uh, three points is relatively generous to the 49ers here. I think they're getting a lot of kudos for recent wins. Uh, and I'm going to do the same as you because I assume you're going with the Vikings. And I'm going <laughs> to take them as well. Yeah, the question is, are they the best five-win team? I have had a look at the standings, and I think they actually are the best five-win team as well. I have not got a list of them up, <laughs> but I could probably say, yeah, possibly. Yeah, 49ers also um, five and five. This is very much a potential losers leave hope, uh, leaves town match because you don't want to lose this game. You're two games back, basically, from the other team because you only play each other once. So this is quite an important game for the sixth, seventh seed, I think, in the NFC because I can't see the team obviously getting anywhere near winning a division. So, yeah, um, Vikings plus three for me, uh, obvious. We keep picking them every week, so why not go again? Justin Jefferson, they've kind of finally realised that if we stop rushing on second and ten, 
and actually throw the ball to Justin Jefferson more, that we're going to have more success. Uh, and they did that this week. So I think the Vikings are too good. I don't trust Jimmy G at all. I don't know if I actually trust Kyle Shanahan either with some of his random quotes about uh, the fact he was so desperate to go for fourth down, but then it's his decision. He decided to not go for fourth down. So I think he's a bit of an odd coach this season. So I'm going to go yeah. with the Vikings plus three. Even though Zimmer's not much better, I still think his defense will do enough to, to beat I think, the Vikings. I think that the Vikings team has done enough to earn the respect of picking them in this kind of game. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Two games left then. Uh, prime time. First game featuring your very own Cleveland Browns. Let's not. Ball. Let's just go straight to Monday Night Football. <laughs> so Sunday Night Football's cancelled this week, folks. Uh, it's, it's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie. Yeah, it, it's a tie. It's a nil-nil tie. COVID restrictions, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so spread rate, spread spreads minus four to the Ravens. Um, and my best friend, by the way, is a Ravens fan. He is going to the game. He has flown out tomorrow. To, his family live in Baltimore, and uh, he is going to this game. So he's going to be there to either cry or cheer uh, at the end of this huge game. Which I always find weird because shouldn't Ravens fans feel good for their dad? You know, I, I find that always very, very odd. <laughs> you know, just pay respect to the to the old man, for God's sake. No, um, <laughs> this one's weird for a number of reasons. You know, first of all, who are the Ravens? I don't even <laughs> think that they know anymore. You know, <laughs> is Lamar Jackson going to play? Is this is, is Lamar Jackson, you know, patient zero of COVID-21? Because he seems to be ill literally he's every always week. Ill. It's he's crazy. always ill, but you know he'll end up just taking a dump and then <laughs> scoring a touchdown right at the end, even though he was said to be inactive or something like that. Um, yeah, I look at this and right, I'm taking the Ravens on the over um, simply because I already know the script. I know exactly how it's going to go. Baker, who is currently held together by Play-Doh and Scotch tape, will have an amazing game where he, Chubb and Kareem Hunt will be coming back from injury most likely this week. will end up scoring something in the region of 32 to 35 points. We'll have a 16 to 17 point lead going into the <laughs> half. And then Joe Woods will forget the fact that he actually is a football coach. And in the second half, the defense would just be taken apart by incredibly stupid long plays from Lamar Jackson, who suddenly remembers he can throw a football long. And it will go back and forth until the final quarter to the final two minutes where the Browns will go up by six. Actually, no, sorry. The Browns go up by three. Sorry, there we go. Yeah, the Browns will go up by three. And then the Ravens will go down the field in one minute and 51 seconds. <laughs> and they will score a touchdown of which it will be to a guy completely open in the corner of the end zone with the nearest guy probably at the harbour. <laughs> it will be that far away. And it will be a case of... Baker Mayfield can't get it done in the big moments. It's already written. It's already <laughs> written. Why are we even discussing it? So yeah, to to protect you, Patrick, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the clever decision to take the the points with the Ravens by four, um, because I see Ravens winning by four in these kind of circumstances. But <laughs> obviously, I hope and I pray that the Browns are able to actually get past their demons and put a fork in the Ravens once and bloody all because they goddamn deserve it. Even from a neutral perspective, I feel like they deserve it. Yeah, I want the Browns to win for biased reasons, uh, to get the Ravens no, out for the one seed. But uh, I'd say that is probably the most specific 
prediction we've had on a previous show, which I enjoyed. <laughs> um, I'm going to go if, with if, you. if it happens, do I get a mention? Uh, you get an extra point for Patrick. Yeah, that'll do. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, I can't promise any free items from his shop, but I can promise. No, you no, I, 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 I couldn't do that. I, I, I just want it. I just want it there as the pinnacle of picks, if that yeah. happens. I'll change my avatar to photo of Baker as well, just to. Uh, oh, do that'll do. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm going Ravens minus four. Um, not to upset you, because uh, I don't like to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I think Baker's terrible, so I have to just go with Lamar. And if Patrick was here. He's Lamar's biggest fan, so he would have gone, probably would have gone the Ravens as well. So I don't yeah, I get just... the Lamar hype. I still don't get it. What's he done this year to prove to you that he's anything other than relatively bog standard but can run good? Uh, his passing is much better this year. It's in much the middle better, of the but much better than crap is still <laughs> average. Yeah, true. Uh, potentially. But um, if we're comparing to Baker, who's also injured as well, which makes him worse, I guess, then it's... Uh, the thing but yeah i'm gonna go ravens uh, i do think it'll be a, a fourth quarter game i do think it the afc north is one of those divisions where a lot of the games do tend to be quite close down the stretch yeah. so uh, i think it'll be close but I would yeah, there are good ravens. rivalries in the afc north there's a reason why we're constantly talked about on all the stuff because it's a damn interesting division no matter what <laughs> even when the browns were terrible they could still hang around with you know ravens during their playoff uh Fallies and all the rest of it so yeah it, it, it's going to be an interesting game for sure I, I, I can just already picture the heartbreak let's go on to the Seahawks please yeah Monday Night Football what a treat for us all Seahawks at Washington we won't spend much time on this one and we'll rattle through it Seahawks are favoured by one it actually opened as a pick'em, which is crazy so it opened at zero but it has been bet up now so the Seahawks are currently minus one um, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks I can't pick Heineke against Russ regardless of how Russ was last week. Um, I'm just going to think that they're going to win some terrible close game where they have to score in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to go Seahawks minus one. Patrick, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm really <laughs> sorry. But I have this uncontrollable urge that I'm going to take the Washington football team. <laughs> I, I, I think the Seahawks are terrible. I really do. I don't see where they get their points from, let alone anything else. They've been awful on offense. Washington's defense is starting to actually play a factor. And I do think that Taylor Heineke can actually do something now. And against this Seahawks defense, why not? So yeah, I'm I'm going to the, the point is handy. I'll take the point. Yeah. Um and yeah, Washington football team. Um why not? Patrick, if it comes in, mate, you know, <laughs> that just shows you that looks on your side. <laughs> yeah, one of uh, only three games you picked um with an underdog. Uh, so there we go, Washington football team. That means this week, Josh slash Patrick and I have a total of, what's that, four, yeah, four differences. So I've gone with the Lions plus three and a half, which I'm already regretting. You've gone with the Bears minus three and a half. I've gone with the Jets plus three. You've gone with the Texans minus three. I've gone with the Titans plus five and a half. You've gone with the Pats minus five and a half. And to finish the week off, uh, we've got a nice Seahawks-Washington difference. Oh, yeah, also Packers. I've gone with Packers minus that's one. That's right, yes, that's Rams. five. So I could have potentially have um, added... You it back. Two, I, I could have either clawed it back by two-thirds or I could have added two-thirds <laughs> worth of hurt onto him. And oh. if, you, if you get your Ravens-Browns prediction right and you get them all right, that's an extra one as well. So you could uh, nearly get rid of the whole deficit with an incredible week. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how lucky you get. But uh, 
let's hope for some uh, some good football. Uh, everyone enjoy Thanksgiving. It's not very often we get to watch a game on a Thursday at five thirty English time, so that's always good. Uh, thanks again, Josh, mate, for for coming on. Much appreciated. No worries, mate. Glad to be on it anytime. Did you want to uh, give one more shout out to your your Twitter and, and maybe where people can read where you keep your uh, your famous power rankings? Yeah, so if uh, for said famous power rankings, follow full 10 yards, that's uh, full then the number 10 then yards, that's where you'll find that. And also various articles from a number of budding British writers on the NFL and indeed the college game as well. Um, and then my personal handles, Believe and Brit, if you like what listening to um, incredibly biased Cleveland and Columbus sports commentary or if you want to hear me ramble on about politics and the state of the world it's J Hemwood 92 beautiful well thanks again mate for coming on uh, enjoy the football everyone Sunday uh, go follow us at go for two podcast two being the number two uh, me and Patrick should be back with you on Monday to review all the action uh, so enjoy the weekend and we will speak to you soon and happy Thanksgiving <laughs>